And we're back, Stripes Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Bolton. Thank you for making us part of your day. It's the matchup, baby. We're back on a Tuesday. And you know this face next to me. He uh, he joins me uh, once every four to five weeks, comes in, shares with us his top DFS picks, and he's one of the best at it, Brandon Guptill. Brandon, thanks for joining us, my man. I uh, hope you're hope you're doing well. Doing well. Uh, hot, humid, and uh, August weather this time of year. So getting through it all, but I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm glad to be on again with you and looking forward to breaking down this uh, another back-to-back no-cut event for us to look at. Yeah, that's right. Well, they didn't get paid for it last week, right? It was <laughs> the Olympics, and they were there on their own dollar, I guess. And, uh, you know, a lot of them um, came back inspired, right? Rory McIlroy, who's in the field, I think went over there, as he said, quote, I'm playing in the Olympics because I feel like it's the right thing to do. I don't think he was too excited when he got there, but when he left, he was inspired. He totally bought in and the Olympic spirit. JT was all in, of course, Hideki. Can you imagine, Gup, South Korea, Sanjay and Siwoo, the pressure they had to feel to medal in order to not have to join the military? I mean, I'm trying to get an Olympic golf. I'll be honest. Uh, I watched a little bit of it. It's new for us in the States. We've been so wired around the four major championships, the fifth mayor, the players, and now the WGC, right? That was kind of pushed upon us there, bought into that. Now, hey, it's the playoffs, right? We got to buy into that. Ryder Cup, President's Cup, Olympics. You know, there's a lot here to get excited about. Uh, it came on at 10, 15 p.m. That's when the leaders teed off. I get it. I think the Olympics is great for um, the sport of golf, but I think there's certainly more runway and reps to be had before it starts to kind of climb the ladder into the tournament that we have this week in the WGC. Did you get to watch the Olympics at all? I did. Um, I, like yourself, didn't know how big it would be in the industry or uh, speaking of DraftKings, FanDuel, that, you know, so when the schedule came out, I'd kind of planned like my time off and away with the family for that week because, mm-hmm. you know, we hadn't had, I hadn't had a, we hadn't had a tournament off since the new year. And then now I'm rolling into NFL college football, all that kind of stuff for the fall. Plus still golf will be plenty had in the fall. So I didn't plan a lot. And then DraftKings not only came out with it, but some pretty good contests. So, I mean, there was some peaks in interest. So I definitely covered it all the way up until lock, but it, it did make it a little bit tough with, you know, like you said, you know, Saturday night, the leaders didn't even tee off till almost 1030 at night, your time, 930 mine. Um, you know, it's weird because, you know, JT talked about it and they asked him, you know, well, what if this, cause it didn't feel like a team USA team Japan. I mean, it still felt like an individual tournament representing their country. Um, but I don't, you know, if you did a team deal, I don't know that how they would ever make it equitable and fair versus when all the, you know, what, how many of the top 20 in the world are, are USA or, or the Euro type deal. So I don't know how they can improve it. It'll be interesting to see when it's here in the USA. So 2028, I believe mm-hmm. um, it's going to be at the Riv to see if there's any more. And we have also had, you know, somewhat of issues around the first two times with, you know, Zika back in 2016. So a lot of golfers didn't go this year with COVID. Some passed on it. Um, I don't know if that's why DJ Brooks and those guys didn't want to, but maybe if we get a, you know, everybody's in and and it's a little bit different time zone, there's more interest, but I agree with you. There's already so much going on, especially the year that it falls on a Ryder cup that 
not the highest of you know priorities but it was enjoyable especially i mean to see a seven-man playoff for third was kind of yeah kind of neat because that's something you don't normally don't really care. i mean not that i don't care about third in the pga tournament but there's not a playoff for it so uh and, and rory <laughs> rory spoke about that so a little unusual there you know xander's already got his gold medal and these guys are still battling out for third so it was it was a unique finish i thought you know i thought it was good but like you said for us being 13 hours apart and it's nothing you could record and i mean this day and age you can't you can't shut our we can't shut our phones off or notifications or any of that so you gotta either watch it live or you're gonna wake up and know what happened yeah there just needs to be i think some history now you know you got justin rose of course winning the gold and uh, and now uh xander shoffley and they've got two more olympics in the next seven years remember we got bumped a year here so they go to paris in 2024 and then uh, here in California in 2028, as you mentioned, Riviera. So they got a little runway here, um, you know, to put uh, to put the staple, I think, a little bit more into the Olympic Games with golf, if that's what they so choose to do. The women, of course, this week, the men back in the States, uh, another no-field event, 66 players. This time they will be paid, and they will get a paycheck just by hitting one shot if they so incline. Uh, 19 of those players that were in Japan are in the field this week. That's a big ask. Uh, I would imagine with all the change uh, in time coming from Tokyo now over to Memphis, Tennessee, where it's going to be hot TPC Southwind. I got to tell you, I think one of the more underrated golf courses on the PGA tour, love this place. Um, it's a, it's a golf course that has a lot of water. It has the most water balls on the PGA tour and you consider a short field certainly the most water balls per player uh, in the field. TPC Sawgrass is up there. We were talking before we went on air, the 3M Open at TPC Twin Cities now is starting to jump up there with that diabolical 18th hole and that wind shifts directions. Look out. But uh, you're going to see some water balls here as well, more than perhaps any other event on the PGA Tour. TPC Southwind, um, about 7,200 yards, par 70 back on Bermuda Greens. Uh, a course that's going to challenge the player and Gup, as you look at some of the metrics that you're going to be um, really keying in on this week, I think historically the one for me, strokes gain T to green, um, really stands out. And this is a golf course that perhaps more than any other, you can certainly ball strike your way to a title here. You don't have to blitz it with the putter. In fact, last year when JT won, he lost strokes with the putter but was just simply magnificent from tee to green. What else are you looking at? Yeah, and I think two years ago, Brooks, if he didn't lose strokes, he was even at best putting. So that's certainly, uh, and you go back to even before it switched over to the WGC and you had DJ Berger, Berger, DJ Brooks was second. So you can see these, I mean, big boys show up here and win it, whether it was St. Jude, you know, back in 2018 or, or moved over to the WGC format. But um, I, yeah, I think, and you listen to player, you know, co uh, press conferences and read back on my notes from the last two years, uh, being here without a doubt, most, they say you got to find the fairways, um, rough is thick here. You, you're familiar as I am with thick Bermuda rough. Um, it's not easy to advance the ball. 
and you're not necessarily you may be able to advance it these guys certainly will but the odds of them getting it you know proximity close to the hole is going to be you know very small so mm -hmm. they know hitting the fairway so for me you know accurate drives um but you still need some length i mean like you said 7300 for a par 70s somewhat long um ball's gonna fly here like you said it's hot here it's humid it's gonna roll out it's been hot in this area a little cool down this week but not much so i'm definitely looking for guys that or, you know, great off the tee, hidden fairways, or, you know, very close to the fairways, you know, kind of like a good drives so that guys can advance it. And, and like you said, irons, you know, got to have great approach around here. Um, getting up and down is important from a DFS perspective. I mean, you got to look for scores in this when you get a guaranteed four days. So unless someone withdraws, there is no cut. These guys are all going to play. This is a situation where your Cam Davises, Cam Champs, even Wolf, um, you know, they are cheaper this week, but they may outscore their finishing position because, you know, we saw Cam Davis at 3M open, you know, I think Saturday he had six birdies and a quad on that 18, I think is where he got it. And his finish position was, was low, but he scored well, especially in a, in a no cut event. Now um, Sunday he goes and gets seven birdies. So even though he finished I think 28th or something, would have scored really well in DraftKings. So I'm still looking for guys that can score um, over a four-day period in any kind of no, you know, no-cut event. And then, you know, there is some bogey avoidance because I think mentally you want guys to be in it come Sunday and mm -hmm. have a chance at it. But, you, you know, I'm, I'm definitely looking, like you said, great drives and approach is going to be the key this week. It is a very unique situation for the PGA Tour where putting isn't, at the end of the day, isn't as weighted as heavy as normal when you look at all the prior winners at least i went back six years compared to the average on tour because we always talk about you need a hot putter i don't necessarily think you need that here and big boys seem to show up so it's really gonna you know you spend a lot of time up top and figuring out who you think is gonna have a good chance to win we get a little bit of a curved ball this week with the guys we got to factor in that's either played the british open you know then japan stayed over there some of these guys patrick reed went from the british open back to the three open back to japan back to here how much do we factor that in is going to be a big deal as well. Yeah, the big boys do show up. DJ's won twice. Uh, Daniel Berger loves this place. He's won here. And remember, the, the WGC used to be the Bridge, Bridgestone Invitational. The last year up at Firestone was 2018. Um, and now they move over here. Brooks Kepka won in 19. And then, of course, Justin Thomas won uh, in 2020. So those are – that's a – that's the who's who, you know, of the list um, when you when you look at who's won here. And then other players that have played well. I mean, there's Webb. We haven't heard much from him. Maybe this could be a breakout week for him. Phil's played well here. Uh, Harris English uh, has won on this golf course. A guy that comes in um, winning twice now, you know, on tour. So he's an interesting name to take a look at. So let's get into it. <clears throat> the way we do it here on the matchup, we're going to go into the each category of pricing. We'll start with the top range here, the 11K, 10K. We'll touch on all of them, then uh, give you our best pick that we like there. And of course, Gup and I, we play all kinds of lineups. We'll be doing different things, but we'll give you a name that we like in the top portion there. And then we'll go to the nines, do the same thing. Do the same thing in the eights, do a little something different in the sevens where we just kind of go down the list and tell you who we're going to be playing in multiple lineups. And then we'll give you a couple names to think about in the six thousands as well. And I think with 66 people in the field, I think we might darn near touch every player this week on the matchup. Let's get to it. The top range. Colin Morikawa, 
two-time major winner. He kicks things off at 11,000. Gold medalist Xander Shoffley, 10-8. There's Kepka, 10-6. Spieth back in the field, 10-4. DJ, 10,200. And Rory McIlroy, the inspired Olympic player. In fact, he'll play inspired golf perhaps here into the month of August. He is at 10,000. Take me to a name. Clean slate, got top players in the field. No ROM, though. Who you like? Yeah, it's close to me for my favorite um, between Brooks and DJ based on history, based on um, could be a little more rested than than the guys that have been over in Japan. But I got to go Brooks. I mean, we know he shows up in big time of tournaments. He's shown up here, as you mentioned, won in 2019, lost to JT uh, last year, had every chance to win it. JT kind of took it from him. Um, you know, so in back in 2016, he finished second here as well when it was, you know, full field event. So obviously loves the place. Um, you know, the, the Georgia fairways here are so pure. And if he's hit, if he's driving the ball well, which there's no reason for us to think he, he won't, especially how well he played at the open, it's hard not to go to him. And, and so I, I like him. I'm, I'm interested to kind of grasp the pulse of the industry type to see how many people are willing to just move off of Morikawa, who's, you know, probably one of the best ball strikers on planet earth right now. And then, and then Shoffley off the win, uh, typically a no cut master, but, you know, is he have a little bit of a letdown week type deal for me? I'm hoping they don't, people don't fade him. Cause I want to, I want to get Brooks a little lower on, but I have a feeling people are going to drop to him. And so ownership could come in, but at all these guys just clean slate. I definitely like Brooks the most right now. Yeah. Kepka just incredible golf last three events, fourth at the U S open fifth at the travelers sixth at the U S open. As I mentioned in the beginning, strokes ain't tee to green. That's how you win here. You don't have to have a, a crazy hot putter. I mean, that just screams Colin Morikawa, doesn't it? I mean, as, yeah. as far as um, his DNA and what's crazy and very scary at the Olympics, he didn't hit the ball that good and still finished fourth. You know, and I know it wasn't the best field, but his ball striking to his standard was not exceptional like we usually see in the approach game. And there he is finishing fourth. If Colin Morikawa starts beating and winning with his putter, Everybody's in trouble, everybody, because he's on his way um, to being the number one player uh, in the world. Yeah, it's tough to come off of Brooks. DJ, you're still trying to hold on to something there. It's been really, for the most part, a very difficult year um, for Dustin Johnson. We're kind of waiting. Will he kind of break out? We know he certainly can get it going. I find myself further along with JT on that breakout than maybe... Dustin, so I'm certainly going to pass on Dustin here this week. Xander, how much does he have left in the tank coming back from Tokyo, the emotional win? He was sixth here in 2020. He certainly hasn't blitzed this course, though. I mean, there's certainly other courses that he's played well. One that comes to mind will be at the end of August, which he'll be there at Eastlake. And if he's even close um, to winning the title, you'll, you'll certainly – have to take a long look at Xander because he loves Eastlake. Spieth hasn't played that great here, but of course we're talking he was in a drought. This is a different Jordan Spieth coming in to this event this year than last year where he finished T30. 2019, he was T12. Uh, Rory was T47 last year. Before that, um, you know, you're looking at three straight top sixes. Now, 
uh, Firestone was sprinkled in there. So Rory, you know, really on brand, wasn't it last week? He was, yeah, kind of inspired by the Olympics. You know, it's like, it's just what it feels like it comes down to with Rory, right? I mean, are you inspired and focused to play great golf? He's so talented that he can just cruise and finish in the top 10. Um, but when you're paying this kind of price, you certainly want a focused uh, Rory McIlroy. I hate to say it, but I, I think I agree with you, Gup. Uh, Kepka, that's going to be your boy, I would imagine, here um, in this range. I'll come off of that. I'll give you my second pick. I'll go with Spieth. I just think Spieth is um, – I just think Spieth is rolling right now. Uh, you know, everything that everything that I'm hearing, he's just continuing to surge forward. Jordan Spieth climbing the the rankings here uh, in the official World Golf rankings. I think he comes in here and keeps a great play going um, here on the top end. But I mean, how can you not like Colin Morikawa here, right? He's going to be absolutely played, isn't he? I would think so because I think most people. You know, if they're choosing between Morikawa or Shoffley, they'll go Morikawa. A for what you said, any kind of statistical database website you're using, whether it's ours or fantasy national, whatever, he's going to be up there when you're looking at T to green stats and, you know, whatever weird reason in golf, um, when people win or, or, you know, like that, they tend to be faded the next week. It's like, well, you can't go back to back. Um, which could make, you know, Xander a good play if he winds up being super low. And I do agree with you that Dustin will be probably one of the lowest on up here um just because he hasn't hasn't been there and, and that's how it's been the case for a while so i mean mm -hmm. i'm always i'm going to continue to play a, a low on dustin um you know i don't think he'll be chalky in any way shape or form but more is he's scary i mean he, he he's a scary guy not to to play especially this type of deal he's going to be another four weeks and most of these guys are not going to play the Wyndham next week they're going to take right. that break off before the playoffs so you know, a lot of these guys, this is their last chance to improve their FedEx Cup, you know, so they can try to get into, like you said, East Lake. Um, so I think everybody that's here is going to be focused and, and ready to go. But, man, it's those guys that travel. Plus, like you said, Xander probably – I mean, he even mentioned having a little bit of a, a good time that, that evening afterwards. Well-deserved. Um, but I don't – I mean – you probably know better than I. I don't know how. I mean, these guys are going to take charters and all that. The biggest difference here is there's like the 13 hour time difference. Yeah. You know, getting that routine back in right, right back into another big tournament. Um, you know, that's that's something to see how many how much people factor that. I'm not a full fade of all the guys. It's almost impossible because of how many were over there. Uh, but I agree with you there on on Spieth as a second pick because I yeah. think I think most people I think he'll probably be somewhat low on with all these guys around him as well. Yeah, that's the one that's going to be interesting to me is Spieth. Uh, look at strokes gained tee to green. That's the metric we've kind of focused in on here. Last fifty rounds, no surprise. Colin is first. Um, Brooks Kepka second to your pick. Um, there's Spieth in this field is ninth. So in the field, strokes gained tee to green last fifty rounds. Um, Shoffley's 11th, McElroy 12th, DJ 13th. Just give you a little feel for where the guys are at. Top 50 strokes gain, or excuse me, last 50 rounds. Strokes gain teetering. All right, let's move on. Uh, 9,000s. There's JT. You don't see that very often. 9,900. Um, it just feels close. It feels close. I played him last week. Saw a good round on Sunday. Um, can he come back and defend? Of course, he was in Tokyo. So he'll be um, probably uh, a little lethargic, I would imagine, by the time he gets over here. Victor Hovland, 
He was in Tokyo, 9,700. Louis Yu stays in 96. Bryson all the way down at 95. Goodness gracious, he hasn't played well here in the past. Hideki, 94. Patrick Cantlay, interesting name at 93. Berger loves this place, 9,200. Scotty Scheffler still looking for that first win at 91. And Paul Casey at 9,000. Strokes hand Tita Green. Last 50 rounds in this group. Cantlay is your top guy. He's fourth in the field. JT is sixth in the field. And no surprise, Paul Casey is seventh in the field. Anybody you just look at, you're like, eh, I'll pass uh, in the 9,000s. Yeah, Bryson, I, I can't, I can't get there. Um, if I'm doing, you know, 50 to 150 lineups and he winds up, he's been flirting with that five to 8% lately. Um, you, you may take a nibble there, but I just, I don't, unless I'm, he's a guy that I would like to hear a press conference to see if he comes and goes, man, I know I got to hit fairways this week. I may dial it back. Um, the bomb and gouge and hitting out of the rough, it just isn't going to work here. Because if he doesn't, I just don't see. And not only that, you know, you get way offline like he has been. You're you're bringing a lot of the water into play. Um, mm-hmm. So so now a miss isn't just chunk it out of the rough. It's now I got to either you know drop it, retee, whatever. Um, and I just man, I don't know if he can make up that much if he's just gonna not want to be in. Or I mean, now if he's bombing his driver down the middle of the fairway, which we have not seen you know of late he's definitely in play, but even then his iron game hasn't been what it was when he was on top of the world, you know, a year ago. Um, so there's so many things there that I don't really like. I'm and this isn't breaking news. I'm sure he's going to be one of the lower owned in this area because of all that, but I, I can't play him at this. This is not a good course for him. I no. think he may pop once before this FedEx is all over somewhere, but I don't think it's here. I think that one of the interesting names to me is going to be Hovland here. Uh, we know he can go uh, strokes gain approach, strokes gain tee to green. Um, take a little bit of emphasis off the putter. We know his short game can get a little clunky from time to time. So he had one start here. He made the cut T59. His best split, though, is in that Bermuda range. Um, I would think Hovland likes this place, I would think, right? Doesn't have a, a long track record here, but if you had to go inside the camp of Victor Hovland, I would think he would be okay with precision off the tee proximity into the greens, you know, and kind of wearing you out from fairways and greens. I mean, that's kind of what he can do. Um, he was 12th at the open championship. Hasn't been playing the best golf um, that we've seen from him say back in earlier in May when he was third at the Wells Fargo third at the Valspar. We saw him even earlier in the year, January, February, where he had a, a run of three top five. So, can he get back to that form? Um, I think is is kind of an interesting name there. I think of all the people, and I'm probably a bit of a homer um, for JT, but I agree with you. I don't like the Bryson Hideki. Man, there's got to be some emotional letdown coming. I think from the Olympics, there he seemed a little frustrated um, afterwards. There were no quote positives from the week. <laughs> like, wow, that's a big statement. Um, so I think he had a little bit of a letdown there, but JT to me, um, I think you really have to look at Berger here. He clearly just loves this golf course has played so well here. And I like Cantley too. I I think those are the three names that I'm kind of focusing in on. I mean, I know Louie 
is playing so good and it's almost damn near a guarantee a top five, but I'll, I'll over, I'll pass on Louie here. He was T six last year. Um, Thomas though, two wins in the last three years, just waiting for that putter to warm up just a little bit, right? Just, I know you don't have to have a great putting week, but this putter has been chilly. I thought I saw some good signs from JT on the weekend. Just feels like it's about the, it, it just feels like the roof's about ready to come off with JT. Like it's, you know what I'm saying? Like he's going to birdie seven to 10 holes and it's like, he's back. <laughs> and why not on a surface that he likes? He's, he's done pretty good here in the past. So I'll lean a little bit. I'm going to start some lineups. I think with the, the JT Hovland duo and then go from there. That'll be on a couple cards. And, I, and, I, and I'll definitely sprinkle in some burger and Cantley as well. Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor. Improve your golf swing today. Pro-level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate. Within 2% of a $20,000 unit, the Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with Shot Tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club, Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback, data, and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable, cases about the size of a rangefinder. And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com. R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com. Rapsodo.com. Yeah, I, you know, in, in doing, I did my show last night and then, you know, doing some modeling simulation type deals on the, on the line of construction. And I talked about it on my, I just, we'll get to the eights in a minute, but I really feel like that's going to be the zone where no mm-hmm. one goes because there are some very solid undervalued plays in the seven K and six K just cheap guys that have that upside in this kind of event that, I think the nines and tens are going to get peppered pretty well. Where generally, you know, you got to find someone in the eight to balance it out or whatever. I, I don't think there's a lot of question marks in that range. Uh, a lot of guys that played last week. And so I, I love both these. And I think I'm just going to take the approach this week to eliminate one or two from the 10 and nines. And I'm going to play a lot of these guys and then just litter down low um, in, in the sevens and sixes because there's so many guys I like down there. But Hovland did surprise me. So I went back and looked. I was like, man, he finished almost dead last year, last year, being that it was, you know, a WGC. So there's only 70 guys or whatever in 59. Th- that dude found more water than, I mean, I, I think maybe it was just his first time seeing it. I mm-hmm. hope that people, like you just said, see that, oh, man, he almost finished last, last year. Um, get off of him. Doesn't like this place or whatever. I'll take it. You know, it's a one-year sample. Maybe wasn't as familiar. Uh, had a bunch of, I think, Came out three under, and then second round, I think he had six bogeys and a double and found five water penalties. It was just a a crazy day to set you back. So I don't hate that. My favorite play just off the shoot is Scotty Scheffler. I think he's playing – it was him or Berger, but I think Berger will be very popular with the history, and by the time everybody talks about how many times he's won here or been second. Uh, 100% agree with you on JT. That's going to be a tough call for me because I do. I, I did go to him last week. He wasn't really being talked up a whole lot. Um, I was hoping he would pull the whole game together, started slow, obviously finished very well on the weekend, uh, got to 10 under, I believe. So 
Um, I could, I like that. I just know that anytime he's in the nine, he does get somewhat popular. Uh, I don't mind going there at all. I, I love, I love the play and what you're, what you're, especially we talked about putting may not be as big here. And so that may be advantageous for him, but I'm going to go with Scheffler. I think he's, uh-huh. his game just, he's on the verge too of, can he get to that next level? Like he's, and he, he shows up in the big boy events, um, you know, this year, all the majors he's done well. WGCs he's done well he was 15th here last year and that was you know as basically a rookie um you know I, I like everything about him eighth at the British Open he's decent on Bermuda better on bent but pretty decent on Bermuda and Tita Green he's I just really like him and I think I don't know if he'll go under the radar at all but I like Scheffler this week do you have any interest in him yeah I think with Scheffler you're, you're seeing kind of a steady improvement in the approach game um you know, we know he he usually always lives off the strokes and off the tee. He's always kind of gobbling it up. Nice driver of the ball. I think in the approach game, you're seeing some, you're, you're seeing a nice little run here um, from here. And then, um, you know, he's had a couple big putting weeks, you know, over the last three months. U.S. Open, he kind of rode the putter. He was positive 8.7 where he finished seventh. But, uh, yeah, I like where he's trending in the approach game. Um, you know, talking with his coach, Randy Smith, some this year, you know, that's kind of, I think the focus is just for them is keeping that approach game moving the right way. And perhaps what's holding him back a little bit on, on getting that win, right? If he could move the needle a little more towards a JT Colin Morikawa type of precision with the iron game, you, you like, you like more, you like certainly like Scotty Shuffler getting um, that win. Yeah. So I, I could certainly go there with Shuffler. I think I mentioned Hovland made the cut. Of course he made the cut. There is a no cut and it was a T 56. And I, and I agree with you. Um, it was just kind of a weird kind of week for him here. So I, I find myself wanting to come back to him. Uh, but JT certainly is the name. I'll be starting some lineups in the nine thousands for sure. I'm going to, I got to stay with JT. Sometimes I'll jump off. I think it's coming. I was on him last week. I'm going to get back on him again this week. I'll give you JT in the matchup. Who you got? I'll take Scheffler. Yeah, and I, and yeah. I agree with you. I think this week starting – I don't hate starting two or three guys in the 9K and then and then dropping down. I think that could be a way to get unique. But uh, I don't hate JT by any means, but I'll, I'll go Scheffler in here. Well, here comes some great names in the 8,000s, as you mentioned, right? Yeah. Let's get to them. There's uh, Finau at uh, – 8,900 hasn't played great here at Southwind Fitzpatrick has T6 2020 T4 19. He's done it more of this putter though. Uh, there's Reed 8,700 Patrick's going to play every event. Doesn't matter where it is, what time it starts. Patrick Reed will be there. He's 87 Lowry coming over from Tokyo 86 Webb, Webb, where are you? 8,500. Is this the week Neiman 84 coming from Tokyo answer. 83 coming from Tokyo Smith 8,200 coming from Tokyo. Corey Connors. Interesting name. 8,100. There's Fleetwood at 8,000. A lot of guys there in this group coming from Tokyo um, in the 8,000s. I'm going to pass on fee now. I think Fitzpatrick can keep it rolling. Gup, you think he's, uh, he's not, you know, he's kind of driver and putter. That's his game, right? Can he do enough with the approach like he's done perhaps last two years? Yeah, he's a guy I just never 
a get right or b play a whole lot of um <laughs> I, I just i just never and i actually you know i, I mentioned it you know on, on my pod that i hate this range this week i will not have very much of any but i always give um you know a few picks and a bubble pick on mine so i had to dive in there and get them but i he was one of them that i had up there as my as you know that i like um obviously likes the course has played it well the last two years um i don't know how much i'll have of him i'm kind of going to wait to see how ownership you know shakes out down here i you know the guys i like are all coming over from japan so you kind of factoring that in and and you know and there i just there's we're going to get to in a minute there's so many names in the 7k and even six that i like that I'm all, well, I'd just rather drop down to, you know, English, Salatoris, these guys and save the money and be able to pay up to getting more of the JTs and, and the guys we've already, that I really do like. But I, I will, I, you know, out of this range, yes, I, I could get to Fitzpatrick this week just because he, you know, based on his history, we know he's got always going to have a solid putter. Um, but my favorite in the zone is going to be, and I, I just, I always go to him, it's going to be Neiman. It just, when you talk about T the Green, he's, <laughs> you love he's, Neiman. Yeah, I like him. I think he'll, you know, he'll be around. Um, he didn't play it. He's like Hovland. First time seeing it last year, didn't play it too great. But typically a guy that always keeps it in the fairway more than often, um, you know, and he can get hot and make a lot of birdies. You know, we just saw him, you know, a few weeks ago, go bogey free in an entire tournament until the playoffs. So all those things considered, you know, avoiding the, that kind of thing, I think he does well. And so I, I like him. If I'm coming here, Neiman's probably my top pick. Look at TPC Southwind historically here. Um, WGC and then even before it wasn't a WGC. Last 50 rounds. DJ's been the best. Kepka second. Berger third. We've talked about them. Um, Fitzpatrick is sixth. Strokes gain total. As I mentioned, he's done it with his putter. He's been the second best putter over that span. And then strokes gain T to green 34. So that just gives you an idea. Like he's in the middle of the pack when it comes from T to green, but he does it with this putter and he's kind of went against, you know, upstream a little bit from what we've seen, right. As far as him, him doing that. So uh, he certainly loves these greens. Webb is seventh. Um, I think Webb's an interesting name here for me in the 85s. We're kind of waiting for Webb. He's got to make a splash. I believe he's, getting much closer now to a hundred percent. I'm probably, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like you. There are some big names here and I'm probably, I'm probably going to roll the dice a bit on web, you know, believe it or not. I, I think he's, he likes his place. I think he's getting close. We know what he can do when he's closer um, to a hundred percent. He just hadn't been there, you know, most of the year. And I, I think he's a name that I will go to read. How much does he have? Uh, in the tank um, and Lowry Lowry's played well here. I think Lowry's a name at 8,600. He's down there. He's in the top 10 as far as strokes gain total last 50 rounds here. So that's a name that I'll probably throw in there is a Shane Lowry. And I'll try to get ahead of the curve here. The uptick with Webb Simpson of the two. I'll take Lowry. Yeah, Lowry was actually my second pick, okay. in, you know, in case. So I, I do like Lowry. Um, you know, 
Neiman's going to be my pick for the range, but he was my second option in the range. I, I like him. Probably be popular. He's generally a popular guy. Um, been playing well, you know, you know, British Open and everything. So I, I don't hate that at all. And I, I do, I do agree with you on Webb. I think I'd never play Webb ever. I normally he's super popular. So I, I don't think we'll see that this week. Um, does have decent history here. It could be a spot to go to um, if you get an. I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, these guys are this is their down the you know coming down the backstretch to to finish their season, and so. Like I mean, I don't. He may play Wyndham. I, I, I think he. I think he always plays Wyndham. But you know, he hadn't played a lot. So if he wants to get up in that FedEx, I, I think he'll be focused and motivated this week. But you know, I I don't mind that either. Um, I think all those are great. Neiman will be my official pick, but I don't mind Lowry either. All right, I'll sprinkle in Connors too. He's, you know, he's um he's ball strike his way here. He, the putters yeah. let him down. Um, he's got to do a little bit more with the putter, which is usually the case with Corey. Correct. So at 8,100, probably appropriately placed, I'll pass on Fleetwood, which I know will be littered with win tickets across the world of Twitter. For some reason, they people love them, some Tommy Fleetwood. All right, let's go to the 7,000s. The way we do it, we're just going to start clipping them off here one at a time. You stop me when you find someone that uh, is of interest to you. All right, here we go. 7,900. I know you're going to stop me here because... He's your boy with Neiman, Will Zalatoris, 79. Is Will going to make – is he going to get back to where we were, or do I keep going? Oh, no, I am. Unless he's one that I'm scratching and clawing to find information to make sure that back or tweak or whatever he did on that 15th hole at the Open, um, which was brutal for my week that week. I had a lot of them. He was minus one. I felt he would have been somewhat in contention on the week. Um, but when we're talking about ball striking and hitting it great and – a weak putter, you know, that's Zalatoris to a there team. And so a place like this, um, I'll at 7,900, I'll take, I'll be so overweight yep. on him. Yeah. I'll take him every week as long as I feel. And actually I kind of hope maybe I just roll the dice no matter what. And some people stay off of them if we don't get clarity of the injury. Now, most people would say, well, if they're here, they're good to go. Well, maybe not this week because you know, you're getting money, but you got to, I, I don't know. You may, I know they changed something up after the burger deal. Cause I didn't like the image and I don't remember exactly what the new rule was. I know it was, I, th- I want to say something about if, if you decide you wanted to withdraw, you they'd still pay you, but it had to go to a charity or something. I, I don't remember how they mm-hmm. changed it after the burger deal, but um, regardless, I, I, I mean, I think these guys are, unless I hear something that he's still agonizing over, I'm going to play him. I, I don't yeah. have any doubt, especially at that price. If he was 9,000, maybe <laughs> right. I have to think about it, but 7,900, that was the first thing that popped out to me on the board. I was like 7,900 all in on that. I'd take him over every single guy in the AK range right now. You know, it's funny when Will came out, you know, I followed him on the corn Ferry tour, had him on the podcast actually, right before he left for Corrales. I, interviewed him oh, really? the Monday after the U S open and, you know, just watching his career, I thought he was kind of overachieving with the putter, you know, when he first got out there, um, you know, we know he could strike it. His iron game was good, but the putter was like, I was really surprised how well he's putting the putters caught up to him now lately. Um, he's got a run of, let's see, six events in the negative strokes game putting. So you have to go all the way back to the RBC heritage in April where he was positive 3.8. So he's, um, you know, he's looking to regroup there a little bit. And and I think what happens when you start getting that consistency of that negative putter, then it starts to leak into other parts of your game, right? So the approach game starts to kind of go down a little bit, which it has. 
a touch for him. He's still, you know, I, you still have to bank on him being a great iron player. So I, this is a, this could be a good get right week for him cup. You know, this is a good place for him. I would think he he's never played here before, but I would think in these practice rounds, he's licking his chops as far as what this is asking the player to do, as far as keep it in front of them off the tee in proximity uh, into the greens. Kokrak comes in at 78 um, T 44 last year. Yeah. yeah I, I, passed Sanjay 77 pass. I think Harris English is a really interesting name at 76. I really do. Um, he hasn't played here since 2000. He hasn't played. Let's see. 69. I have to go back. I need to look at that. He hasn't played here. It's been probably five or six years at this course, but he's won here. Um, back in standby, Harris English won this tournament. Didn't he win this tournament? Or am I am I dreaming that? Um, I don't I think I'm dreaming that Harris English has not won this tournament. Never say, mind. I, Harris I always English go back to 2016, and it, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, he did 2013. Okay, yeah, there we go. Yep, yep. Beat Phil and Scott yeah, okay. Stallings. Yep. <laughs> I, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's been a while though since he's played here. At correct. Back at Southwind, I, a really interesting name. Obviously, Harris has had a, a fantastic year. You have any interest in him here, seventy six? I do. I, I mentioned him uh, as a bubble boy in, in my world yesterday, and and the only reason why I had him there is I, I have a feeling that he he when he tends to be a popular play, he, he's a real popular play. Like a yeah. lot of people gravitate to him. Um, if ownership isn't just crazy, I I, I do like him. Um, you know. The complete, I mean, he looks so good when he's on, um, even, you know, and I've started to notice him and DJ seem to play well at some of the similar courses. You remember they battled here, um, maybe not here, but when DJ ran away, you know, last year, year before shoot 30 under the guy that got second was English. Um, you know, DJ's one here, English is one here. I don't know how much that correlates, but I, I have noticed that a little bit that they seem to play at the same places. And I obviously mm. I pay attention to a lot of DJ, but I think his game's on the upswing. And I think he's one of those guys that, you know, I believe he's right on the bubble or, or close to on the Ryder cup deal um, of getting the auto bid, you know, and obviously FedEx cup coming. Um, there's a lot to happen for, for an English, uh, an English type player in the next four to five weeks. So I don't mind him at all. I just, if he's not, I just don't want to be super, I don't like a chalky Harris English tech necessarily in the deep DraftKings world, but I do like him. He's one of the guys that I had on there. Um, I do like, you, you said Sungjae and I didn't jump in there. I I think Sungjae and maybe even Siwoo um, will be overlooked this week because people yep. think, you know, the demoral, you know, but listen, we know Sungjae, we talk about Patrick Reed playing every week. Sungjae plays more than anybody in the world. Um, and <laughs> You know, a 35th here last year, not nothing great, but at 7,700, I think a lot of people will just glaze over him, think, oh, well, he's going to be demoralized from not winning a medal, yada, yada. I, I don't mind going to him. if the, And it could be a pivot off of the English. I don't know who's going to be. I, I think there's going to be enough ownership spread out here because it's going to be a very popular zone that I tend to – people think, oh, chalky, chalky, chalky. And then it's like, well, at the end of the day, everybody's kind of peppered. So no one really gets too – I own so I, I don't mind that Sung Jay kind of sneaking in there 
um, the travel and all that's going to factor in. But English, see, he wasn't over in Japan. So it's a plus to me if you're looking at a tiebreaker deal. So I agree with you on English. See how popular he gets. But I hope he kind of goes under the radar. That's an interesting point. It really is um, with him. He's only played here one time. So, you know, T35. And, you know, we know he can get it going. So I think that's a, I think that's a fair point. Harmon, I'll probably pass at 75. Hatton 74 Hatton's just, you know, not Hatton's not playing great. Um, Mm -hmm. Hatton's lost his putter. That's a, you know, he he can go, he, you know, he's got a solid game. We, we know he can live in the positive off the team approach for the most part. Um, but right now it just feels like his putters kind of regressed. And for someone who I think leans on his putter a bit, hasn't played well here in the past. I'll pass. Sergio, I think, is a name that I will play. Um, T35, T40, that's kind of what we've looked at the last two years. My God, he's hitting the ball good. I mean, I mean, just any like pulse with any pulse with the putter. Like just show that it's still breathing to a degree. <laughs> with Sergio, you know, like it'd be, a, it'll be worth the play at 7,300. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm going to play Sergio for sure. Yeah. I think that's the biggest deal is, is, you know, we want them to win, right? Anybody you play, you want to feel like they have a win or, or an upside there, but at the price, I mean, if he comes in here and finishes ninth, he's going to well more than pay his price off. And, um, you know, somewhat lower, a little, little lower than I thought he'd be in this field. But again, we talk about team, no putt T to green. I mean, he's going to be in the top five or eight, you, you know, in that in general, most weeks, um, I mean, at the, I think it was a three M open. He lost seven strokes putting and, and finished <laughs> and finished 25th. You don't, you don't lose seven strokes putting and finish 25th. More, that's amazing. Know, very, oh, it's, I mean, that's an incredible ball striking, you know, display to lose that and still come in the top 25. That's so amazing. I like him as well. Uh, I, th- I think he was right on my list too. So I have no issues with, with Sergio. Adam Scott, 7,200. I'll play Billy at 71. I think Billy's, uh, I think Billy will probably get some good interest here. He, and you look at the last 50 rounds, he's fifth at TPC Southwind. He likes it here. Billy uh, is, um, you know, you, you kind of get, you kind of get those fast Bermuda greens. Sign me up for Billy Horschel, right? Like that's, he likes those. <laughs> he likes those. He likes, uh, he'll like next week too. Yeah, much like Webb, I, I never can get him right or play him in the right spots. But I, he's on my, he was on my gut field plays. Um, I, I pick four guys that may not pop on any certain things, but and he was one of them. And, and I never really go there, but I agree with you there. And seventy one hundred is a good price for him. Mm-hmm. It's four days guarantee. I, I mean, I can see him being right there in, in contention come come Sunday. Yeah, I can too. I think he's a good play. Top ten back in two thousand nineteen. T twenty five and twenty twenty. Leishman a couple good events here 19 he was uh he was third probably pass i i like billy more i like billy more than rose at seven thousand. me too i do like ian poulter at seven thousand, though i think ian's playing some good golf and he's played well here uh in the past in this event um so i i think i'll sprinkle in some seven thousand ian poulter along with horschel at 71 i say on that or no no, one of my notes I had to, for my deep dive today was to figure out when not only the USA, but also the Euro, when their rider, the auto 
you know, qualifications stopped because I know any kind of rider year, he, he wants to make that team and uh, is pushing hard. Not that that's the end all be all, but I didn't know if Euro had already, I don't think anybody's locked in their auto bids yet. So um, anytime he can come out and do well and, and, and try to get up in the auto qualification over there, he's going to do it. He wants to play in the Ryder cup. So I, I always have that as an asterisk and especially in this type of event, you know, 7,000, you know, he's very cheap. Um, an eighth here two years ago. Yeah, I, I don't mind him at all. All right, let's get to the 6,000. Two names. I'll let you go first. I have a feeling I know what this first one's going to be, but I'll, I'll wait to hear it. Uh, I don't know if I'll surprise you or not. I, I have several that I like, but I, I'm going to go to Wilco Nina Bear. I love him. Um, I was nice. on him when he, when he came out. Um, had a great week several weeks back. Uh, I hope he doesn't get too talked up at, but at 6k, I mean, the men, he makes so much stuff work and very limited, limited data, obviously in our databases with them. But, um, you know, he was number one in four of the six categories I looked at this week. Again, I know very limited, so I, I'm very aware of that, but, um, you know, and he's top 20 in putting splits on Bermuda, um, you know, limited database. So he could come out and stink to join up, but for his price and that his, ceiling just a guy that i watching him i was i was you know memorized by him I, he's one of the guys that climbing my list of guys i like quickly so I, I like him this week a lot at 6k yeah that you did surprise me with wilco he can bomb it oh yeah i mean it's silly watching him hit a golf ball like you're like wait that went 300 and how far you know and, and it's just fairly accurate too. He's fairly accurate with it, at least the, the short the short samples we have. He's yeah, he's not blowing. We're on a kind of a whole fun lot. week coming up on the podcast where we go um, three straight days of of Wilco, uh, Higo, and um, Guido. Oh, that'd be nice. We yeah, that'll be too. fun, right? I've I've really enjoyed those three um, this year and following uh, their career. So stand by. On that, I'll give you Lucas Glover, 64. I mean, look, one earlier, um, you're telling me that I got to strike the ball and the putter's kind of secondary. All right. <laughs> it's Lucas Glover um, all day long. So I, I think uh, obviously Lucas is playing well. He, um, he's he got some confidence. He's uh, rested. And he's playing on house money. He's in a WGC feet. He's in a WGC for Lucas Glover. He's got to be feeling like I'm on top of the world. I'm playing great golf. And I love this golf course because I got to be precise off the tee and into the green. That's Lucas Glover, you know, um, and just get any hint of the putter at 64. So I, I, I'm, I'm in on Lucas and uh, he's been good to me this year. Lucas Glover. I've, we've been tracking nicely um, with his play. All right. Who else you got? One more. This is very close. They're both the same price um, on, on the two I was choosing between, but you're on Bermuda, Bermuda Burns. Uh, I think he's outside of yeah. Torres, probably the most mispriced in the field at 6,900. He's number two in my overall model, um, fourth in recent form, you know, loves, loves Bermuda in general. Hasn't played this course. So that's probably the only kind of quote unquote knock on him. But at, at 6,900, we, I mean, he's, he's playing well and, and you know, top 10 and birdie or better the approach game. He's second and sixth and two approach stats. I'm looking at second and bogey avoidance. I, I just like everything about him. Cam Davis was my 
going back and forth between them. Cam's game is a little more volatile, so I, I, I like I like Sam a lot this week. And um, now, if he, if he gets a Wednesday night and Burns is twenty percent and Davis is six percent or something like that, that that's a decision to be made. But just clean slate, I like Sam Burns this week a lot at that price. Damn it, Gup, you took my boy. <laughs> I thought you'd go Higo. C sixty three hundred. I thought that I was gonna be here. I I Higo's be kind of not quite the same Higo when I hit the wind ticket on him in South Carolina. Um but he's gonna be massively owned at that price. Yeah. Sixty three hundred. That yeah. just sounds like, I mean, in the, well, in our little industry, he's so hot and talked up and you guys were on him early and uh you know, Mayo's guys have been on him for a while. So I, he's gonna be so talked up at that price that you know, that's like a. I don't mind going to a Nina Bear. Now, is is Higo shown better? Sure, but uh, I mean, I'll pivot off some of those super high on guys in that case. But um, Sam Burns is one as well. So I, I don't. I mean, you you liked him as well. So I'm glad to hear that. That I. But I, I just think that's a that's a cheap price for him. Yeah, you know, I think the a lot of people listening right now are like, well, why wouldn't you play Phil right at 66? He finished right. second here. Yeah. Um, so I've written him up for one of my things today. Yeah, I, I went back and looked. I was like, man, I didn't realize he finished that well here. Um, you know, he's, he's coming in with good – I mean, not great for him, but you never know with Phil, right? If he's not, yeah, hitting, if, if he's not hitting fairways, he could be – I mean, because, look, he got almost dead last two years ago. So, I mean, that's his variance. He, he could be second or last. So, But at that price, he's worth a few few sprinkles for sure. I think Cameron Davis at 69 is his first time WGC winner. I'll throw, I'll throw Davis in at 69. Um, you know, I'm just looking at this, you know, I like, I, I, you know, I, I like Siwoo at 64. Um, you know, how much does last week affect a Siwoo and a, and a Sunjai? Like I, I, those are, I think valid questions knowing that, what's ahead is military service and this, and that's got to be a letdown. I would imagine it has to be. Um, Cause they know. And I talked about this in the pod yesterday was they know that when you leave this sport for two <clears> years, <throat> the chance of them coming back and getting back to this level of play is, is not going to be great. Um, so, you know, what kind of letdown is there? Siwoo is certainly a, a name that um, I'm looking at. Yeah. I'm going to pass on Higo this week. You know, Jim Herman, he can ball strike you at 6,000. You know, he can. I, I certainly could see him finishing in the top 20. I think Kisner's starting to play better golf. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's an interesting name here. He's consistently been in that top 30 range. Um, but I'll, I'll go with Cameron Davis. I'll go kind of ceiling here, 6,900, four rounds as my uh, my last pick. All right, good. But uh kind of like these condensed fields. You don't feel quite as overwhelmed, you know, in the 7,000s and oh. 8,000s and 6,000. So, uh, but this is a good tournament, folks. I, 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 I say all the time, TBC Southwind, been there a couple of times. It's, a, it's really a cool golf course, uh, 7,200, par 70. So it is fairly long for a par 70. But you got to keep the ball out of the water. Got to keep it in front of you 13 under. I think JT was last year when he won this. Um, and then 10 under was second. There's a few guys at 10. So that kind of gives you an idea of, of the scoring. You're probably looking at 
low teens, mid teens, Memphis it's gonna be hot, high eighties Thursday, Friday into the low nineties on Saturday, Sunday might be the hottest golf course that I've ever been on and the hottest place golf ever. Like you stand on some of those tees, like you're gasping for air. Like yeah. where is the oxygen? The humidity <laughs> here is uh it's very high. So I, it definitely will be a hot. All right, Gup, good stuff. Thanks for uh, coming back on the, uh, the matchup here. Have a great day. And uh, those Oklahoma Sooners coming to SEC land now, it sounds like. They are. I can't wait for it. I'm looking forward to, uh, to playing some. I'm just looking forward to a lot of those teams coming to Norman. It'll be a fun, be awesome. fun games. Yeah, be oh, great. Yeah, absolutely. All right, football's near, but we got a lot more golf to talk about. We'll be back next week on the matchup. Stripe Show podcast tomorrow. Don't miss it. Froggy has Jim Furyk. So we go from Gup to Furyk. We've got you covered in every facet of the business. And you're the best, man. Talk to you later. I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs, which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show.